0: Hi there! Welcome to the Princess Power Podcast. I'm your host Mallory, a teacher, friend, cat lover, plant mom, yoga enthusiast, and obviously a princess. Um, (laughs) You guys, it has been um, probably six months since I last published an episode. Um, so that's on me. That's my bad. Um, I will say that this school year is insane. And if you know a teacher, hug that teacher because they need it. Uh, unless they're not a touchy feely person, don't touch them. They're not in the mood to have strangers touching them right now. Um, but seriously, school year is crazy. Um, So quick update, Um, I have a new school and it's great, NEW School of Innovation. Um, Still kind of finding my footing, but we're working on it and we're getting there. Um, In November, Hugh and I went to New Orleans and then in December we went to Dallas for Christmas. And then in January, this is the best part, I got to go to visit him in Florida because he's um, working, and I went to Disney World for the first time. I know you're thinking, how can you be a princess and never have been to Disney World? But finally, my dreams have come true, and it was everything that I ever hoped for. So anyways, um, that's been me the past six months. Um, We're getting real tired. It's uh, I almost said it's almost spring break, but we still have like two months. So, um, it'll be okay. I don't know when the next episode will come out. (laughs) It might be another six months. We'll see. In this episode today, we're talking about finding life's purpose with a very special guest, uh, my brother, Luke Allen. Yay! Um, So just a heads up, we do talk a little bit about um, just feeling like purposeless or like worthless or feeling depressed. So, um, but we also talk about ways to address those feelings and try to pick ourselves back up. So hopefully this is helpful to you and let's just get started. I'm sick of listening to myself talk. Here we go.
1: Hi Luke, welcome to the Princess Power Podcast. Or should I say, hi, Rookie Roo. Um, So we have a very special guest today because we have Luke Allen Grzynski, um, which is my baby brother, not my... Well, I have two brothers, and this is the youngest brother. And um, I was surprised, really, Luke, that you even wanted to be on the show Um, but I'm excited to have you. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing pretty okay. There's nothing really to complain about.
1: Good. That's always good. Um, so Luke, if you want to start just by like telling us who you are, what do you want everyone to know about you? Um, you're probably better at introducing yourself than I am.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, I'm Luke Brzezinski, I'm 19, uh. I work as a sales associate at Cabela's. Um, other than that, there's not much, you know, really to tell. I'm just a normal guy living my life.
1: I think normal is relative, but that's so very you're true. You're a normal guy, relatively uh, normal. Also, I'm glad that you pointed out that you're 19 because I introduced you as a baby. <laughs>
2: <So>. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I still see you like a little baby, <laughs> but yeah, you are a grown adult, but it's fine. Um, so Luke, today we are talking about like purpose and meaning and finding that in life. So, to start off with, can you tell me what to you, what does it mean to have a purpose in life?
2: Uh, to me, I would say having a purpose in life is like something that gets you out of bed in the morning, makes you want to get out of bed in the morning. Cause I mean, like if you read the dictionary for, for the Oxford dictionary, for the meaning of purpose, you'll find uh, that it's the reason for which something is done or created uh, or for which something exists. So I'd say that getting out of bed is the start to most days for everyone. So if something makes you want to get up, you must be doing something right.
1: I like that answer. I was, uh, I was glad that you chose this topic um, because I think it's also like a really philosophical topic.
2: Definitely. And
1: so there's a lot of people that think like a purpose or a meaning in life is like not really a thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, it could be argued that like humans don't have a purpose or a meaning or like individuals don't have that. Um, But I like that explanation, like, something that makes you get out of bed, like, that's what you're looking for in life, right?
2: Yeah, something that makes Um, you happy to be here.
1: Yeah, so then you could also maybe, and you can tell me if you disagree or not, but would you take it a step further and say, like, um, not only is it, like, something that makes you want to get out of bed, but it's something that, like, makes you happy, or, like, is happiness somehow related to you're finding your meaning in life?
2: I think happiness can be used as an indicator to show that you really are doing what you want to do with the time that you have.
1: That's a good point. I like that because so many people um, make it seem like happiness is like the objective, the end goal. Mm -hmm. But you're saying happiness is like a way to measure if you're meeting the end goal, which is finding that purpose. Exactly. Um, so what gives your own personal life meaning or purpose? Like what makes you want to get out of bed in the morning or should I say, get out of bed in the afternoon? Because I know you sleep. (laughs) Uh,
2: well, you got me. I do sleep in a lot. Uh, I would say what gives my own personal life meaning. I mean, meaning is something you can have in abundance, Like there are a lot of things that can give your life meaning. No one thing can just do that because then if that thing disappears, what's left? You know what I mean? So I feel like no one just has one thing that makes their life meaning a little bit of everything. Uh, That being said, I think friends and family is a good starter. Um, My hopeful future career, I mean, finding love. Everybody wants love.
1: So uh, a lot of people would say like finding love would be a reason they don't want to get out of bed. Like if you're like a single person and you're trying to find, you know, like in the dating world, it can be stressful.
2: That's true. It can be stressful, but I don't think it's necessarily distress. I think it might be a positive stress. Meeting new people and, and talking to them can only be good. Raise your EQ.
1: And can you explain what EQ is?
2: Um, EQ is emotional quotient. It's essentially um, an IQ for your emotions.
1: So it's basically, is it uh, kind of like a synonym for emotional intelligence or is that different?
2: Yeah. Same thing. They're related, yeah.
1: So it's really interesting to me, Luke, that um, that like socializing is such a big part of what you find uh meaning and purpose in because you are like incredibly introverted right
2: yeah that that kind of makes it difficult at times but it's still important to get outside your comfort zone and and try and make meaningful connections with people i struggle with it some days i mean everybody's gonna have down days but it's getting back up and trying again
1: what kinds of things do you think like if we're looking at finding your purpose and like the meaning of your life as like why do you get out of bed then on those days when you're like stuck in bed and you just don't want to go out like one what do you think causes that that lack of purpose or feeling like you lack purpose maybe and then also how can you like overcome that and convince yourself to get out of bed on those bad days
2: um I think that's a pretty subjective question I mean it all depends on the person they could I mean if you have depression or something obviously you're going to be in bed more often than everyone else but I mean there are a lot of different factors I mean your relationship with your family anything really (laughs) could cause that but overcoming it is a little challenging what I usually do is I take it one step at a time. So I'm laying there and I'm like, man, this sucks. I really don't want to get up. So I'm like, all right, I'll just stand up. That's the first step. Just stand up, worry about everything else later. Stand up. Oh, brush my teeth. That's good personal hygiene. That's, you know, that releases some serotonin in your brain. Gets you feeling good about yourself in some way or another. So I I, I feel like taking things slowly and working at them over time
1: can help I think that's a really good point to make and also it's like I think you and I both probably have had some days where we like don't want to get out of bed and it's like just brushing your teeth is like the accomplishment for the day like if I can get up and brush my teeth and then go lay back down like I got up and brushed my teeth and that is enough for the day like sometimes it's just if you're just having one of those days, it's just, do you know what I'm like getting at? Does that make it's, sense?
2: I feel like it's a matter of gaining momentum, just getting over the hump, you know I and mean? Like you do one thing and you feel good. So maybe you'll do another.
1: And I also notice, like, if I, Like if I wake up and I start thinking of all the things that I have to get done, then I'm less likely to want to get up and do those things because I have like, I feel like overwhelmed by everything. Mm -hmm. But if I take it, like you said, one step at a time, like, okay, my alarm's going off. I have to stand up. Okay. I stood up. Now I need to walk to the bathroom and brush my teeth. Okay. I brush my teeth. Now I need to brush my hair. Okay. You know, like that makes it, a little bit easier, at least until you get like into the swing of things.
2: And I mean, another thing I try and do even is I try and do one productive thing a day. If I can get that one thing done, at least I can say I did this today. I was somewhat productive.
1: I uh, wish I had the luxury of only having to do one productive thing (laughs) a day. Um, The teacher lifestyle does not allow for one thing a day, but Um, No, but and also like people look at productive is also subjective, right? So for me, if I'm having a good day, maybe I got 10 productive things done and I feel accomplished and then maybe on a bad day, I got one or two things done on my list and I still feel good about getting it done because it's a miracle that I got at least one thing done, right? Yeah. Uh, Okay. So how did you discover... Your life's purpose, or how did you decide that those things that you listed were important to you?
2: How did I decide that friends and family, a future love interest, and a good future career was a positive direction for me to go?
1: Yeah. Well, some people don't. Like, I mean, yeah. Some people, honestly, some people are like, completely like antisocial and don't want to make friends or some people don't care about a career why are those things important to you like what in your life has brought you to say like okay if I'm gonna get out of bed today it's because of these four things
2: um starting with friends and family I mean that's depending on the relationship you have with your friends and family that's your you know, your support system, those are the people that you should be able to talk to about anything. So, I mean, that is super important, especially if you're, I mean, prone to feelings of neuroticism, like feeling down, or, you know, depression, things like that. So, I mean, that's in my life, I really need that. I mean, because I I have been diagnosed with depression, but like, that's really something to, to push for increasing. Um, my future career. I mean, that, that would kind of tie into like an ultimate life's purpose. You know what I mean? Like the, the one thing you could do for the rest of your life, if you could. Um,
1: and what is it for you? What is your future career?
2: I aspirations?
1: Well,
2: really hoping to, uh, to become a psychiatrist one day, but that's a, a long road of schooling and whatnot. Um, and I mean, plans could change. Nothing's set in stone. So with all hope, I can I can make it there and, and achieve my ultimate life's purpose, which I believe is to to help others with their mental and emotional pain. But that's a different topic altogether. So <laughs> finding... Love is also um, on the list, mostly because, I mean, everyone wants love. Having somebody to lean on, somebody to, you know, share everything with, every moment. You know, having kids maybe one day.
1: Another thing, like you said, um, everybody wants love or something. And I would agree. Like, it's everybody, I think it's like human instinct if you want to call it that because I know some people don't like human nature or whatever Mm -hmm. um but I think it's natural for humans to like want to share their like life and like daily life you know like what's going on it's Mm -hmm. normal for us to want to share that with someone and some people find it in friendships right like they have really good close friends that they share their life with and some people find like romantic partners but um either way I think that's just kind of a normal but there are you definitely encounter people that are like oh like I'm swearing off love and blah 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 what would you say to those people
2: um I would say that just because you haven't found it yet doesn't mean that it's not out there. Um, It's important not to, not necessarily lose faith, but lose hope. Because, I mean, you haven't met everyone. I mean, worst case scenario, say you live in the United States, go to Canada, try and find someone there. You know, I mean, it's, there's so much that we don't know about everybody else in the world.
1: Yes, I agree. I wanted to go back. I forgot to comment on you talking about like your friends and family as your support system. And I think that's really important. Actually, the episode before this one, which it hasn't aired yet, but we talked about having like a really solid support system. And so I like that you include that in part of your life's purpose. Is having that support system. And then I would assume that you would reciprocate reciprocate that um, support to the, to uh, your friends and family when they need it. Um, so Luke, what are some ways that you could recommend for people to like discover their life's purpose or figure out what's important to them? Why do they wanna get out of bed? Like if they've been laying in bed for a week and they can't find the motivation What kind of things can they do or can they explore or figure out in order to find the things that make them happy?
2: I would say a combination of introspection, time, and I would say, I mean, baby steps. But uh, past that, though, I would say trying new things is also important.
1: Okay, a lot of good things that you just said. First, can you explain introspection? Like, what would you include introspection? What should they be thinking about?
2: Introspection, so if you're thinking about your life's purpose, you need to know what you like. You need to know what you want. That's kind of a key component there. And introspection is basically looking inside yourself and asking yourself, what do I want to do? With my life, what I have a limited amount of time here. What do I want to do with it? That—that's what introspection is to me in this case.
1: Um, and then you also said trying new things. Um, mm-hmm. So, what kind of new things should people try, or what kind of new things have you tried?
2: Um, well, I've been trying a couple hobbies. Um, one of them is longboarding. I've been trying to learn how to longboard. Um, other things might be like woodworking. That's something I want to try. Um could be writing music, could be learning an instrument, anything you can think of that might give you some direction, make you feel happy, feel like you want to get out of bed and give you some indication that you're on the right track.
1: I'll just put a little plug out there for crocheting. If anyone wants to learn how to crochet, I would love to teach you.
2: Crocheting is um, a great skill. Maybe darning socks. It's useful too. Yeah,
1: that doesn't sound as fun, but I taught all my students at Menominee how to crochet. We had a crochet club. Um, really? Yeah, and it's fun and you can do it like while you're watching TV or while you're like watching YouTube or I don't know pretty much talking to anyone like riding a bus like whatever you do you can crochet while you're doing it so
2: yeah and you can listen to the princess power podcast while you're crocheting too
1: yes exactly that's the whole point um so uh another thing i would say is like just like trying like new foods or new restaurants or maybe you go to the same restaurant and you order the same thing every time so maybe you can like order something besides your usual to like switch it up and see if you like other things.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd say that's also important, uh, like helping you medically as well. If it's your health that you're like, you know, down about or you have self-image issues, maybe changing your diet might help a little bit.
1: Um, Luke, what advice would you give to middle or high schoolers about finding their purpose in life? And this is, I'm excited to hear what you have to say, because you recently were a high schooler.
2: I would say, I mean, it's going to sound corny, but something along the lines of listen to your heart, think about what you want to do, see if you can actually visualize yourself doing it, see if you would enjoy doing it, try like shadow people, go for a job shadow, maybe inquire about things, don't just stay stagnant.
1: Oh, I like that. Um, I would always agree with anybody that says follow your heart because it just sounds like something I would say, but also, um, you made me think of when I was a senior in high school and I was applying to colleges, um, and I really wanted to study philosophy. Well, first I think I might've said English. And then I said either English or philosophy. And, um, they're like oh you want to be a teacher and I was like no I don't want to be a teacher because at the time you know I didn't want to be a teacher and uh I was like I'm not going to say any names but an adult in the building at our high school very strongly discouraged me from studying English and philosophy just because I liked it like they're like that's not worth it like you won't be able to do anything with it blah 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 Mm um so event well I uh first studied Spanish and French and then um eventually I ended up changing my major to English with a minor in philosophy and that's what I graduated with and um I worked you know for a couple years and in quotes didn't use my degree even though I would argue that English degree is useful anywhere because it's like communicating with people which you do in every single job but um now I'm teaching which okay they were right there yeah I'm teaching but um I don't know I'm still kind of salty that they told me not to study those things and I'm glad that I ignored them eventually when I was in college and switched to study things that I was like passionate about Did you have anything, uh, any experiences like that with anybody at school, like telling you that, uh, you shouldn't study something that you were interested in? Uh,
2: not specifically that, but I mean, I never really had, um, I never really had any, what's the word I'm looking for? Resistance to becoming a, like because that's what I wanted to do all through high school. And still, even now I want to be a psychiatrist. Um, but I never really felt any resistance from staff or anybody who were like, Oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's a waste of your time. But when I graduated, which technically, well, not when I graduated when I left high school. So a year before my graduation, um, When I moved to Green Bay and started going to college, um, there were a few teachers who I will not name who strongly advised against me technically graduating early and going to college a year early. They strongly advised against it. They didn't want me to do it, Um, but I ended up doing it anyways, and I don't know how I really feel about it because I feel like I was kind of in my nature. I'm kind of a rebel. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the black sheep of the family there. There's no question.
1: I wouldn't agree with that.
2: Are you serious?
1: Our family doesn't have a black sheep.
2: I am definitely the black sheep of the family.
1: I don't think so.
2: I'm, I'm not really sure if I regret going to college or not a year early Um, I won't really know for sure until this spring when I go back, but I, uh, I didn't do too hot, (laughs) uh, in that, in that year that I went early. So I feel like maybe they were right, but at the same time I did what I did because I wanted to be different. So I feel like that should never dictate anything that you're doing. There's nothing wrong with being normal or being well-adjusted.
1: Okay, I have a couple of things. First of all, um, what was their reason for strongly advising you not to go to college early?
2: They didn't really give me one. They just said it was a bad idea.
1: That's crazy to me that someone would tell you it was a bad idea. Like, Well, anyways, the point is, um, I can imagine that... uh, going to college for your first year uh during COVID because weren't all your classes virtual
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that that could have
2: also had a pretty major effect on how I did but I mean of course COVID does take some blame all the classes were virtual change of medium but I mean overall mm -hmm. I should still be able to learn
1: but I think too Luke um And I told mom this because she called me one day, like, all freaking out about your classes and stuff. And I think that, like, I told her, I was like, if he's not going to do well in college classes, like, this is the time for him to not do well. Like, it's better that he learns now that, like, how college works than wait until, like, the semester before he's supposed to graduate and then crash and burn and he has... He's one degree one semester short of a degree or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's a it was a learning experience, right? You definitely learned about yourself definitely. and about school.
2: Definitely. Without a doubt. But
1: just because it wasn't easy or it wasn't um the best outcome, maybe, doesn't mean that it wasn't like worth going there. That's very true. I say that a lot too when I think about my student debt, uh, because I paid out of state tuition for four years, but sometimes I'm like, oh man, I should have gone to school for two years here and then transferred to Texas or something. But then I'm like, I gained so much from moving out when I was 18 and, um, being like far away and having to survive on my own. Like, I think that even though the loans suck. Uh, it was worth that experience and the learning process.
2: Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, I never really looked at my situation before, let alone your situation.
1: Um, let me ask you this. Do you, uh, when you were like in your first semester of college and you were realizing, first of all, did you realize you were having a tough time with school? yes. Okay, so when you realize, like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be, um, was it still easy, like, to get out of bed and to, like, remember your purpose, or was it difficult to be like, okay, even though I'm struggling with school, I still have a lot of purpose in life?
2: It was pretty difficult for me because I, I'm, a, I'm a person who values my intelligence. And when I felt that was being challenged, um, even though that's the only way to grow, (laughs) um, it still kind of hurt my ego a little bit. And it did kind of affect my mood um, and remembering my purpose in life.
1: And uh, no offense to the school that we both went to, but (laughs) it's easy to be the smartest person in the room there sometimes. Oh, yeah very so, very easy i understand that completely where you go from like all this stuff is like you literally barely have to put any thought into it and you're like getting straight a's and then you go into college and there's like actual academic rigor and challenge that you aren't necessarily used to it, as man. a teacher that's frustrating to me because it's not preparing students for what they need later in life.
2: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, especially coming from a small town like we did. I mean, there's not much variance in the
1: students. Um, Luke, so we're coming to the end of our time. Do you have any other like final comments or anything else that we didn't cover that you want to add?
2: Yeah, uh, I actually I had some questions for you.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, this is the first time. Let's go.
2: All right. We'll start you off with the with the big one. What is your purpose in life?
1: Ooh. Wow. This just uh, I'm getting nervous now. <laughs> um. I think that my purpose in life would be to, um, I think just help other people. And I know that's really generic, um, but I think it's, for me, the way that I do that is through making like really genuine connections with other human beings. And so I think my purpose is like making those connections and helping people because I, being able to help people because I can make those connections. Does that make sense?
2: That does make sense to me anyways. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: Yeah. That's, that's a good answer. And uh, how did you find it?
1: Good question. Um, it was a long journey. Well, I would say I've always been interested in helping people. It's always been something that's important to me. Um, like even as a kid, I think mom would agree that not helping mom like around the house, but helping other people. And, uh, like, standing up for what's right and that kind of stuff has always been something that I'm passionate about. Um, And so I think that I would say I did not really figure out that I wanted to, like, do something with that until I was an adult. Um, So when I worked in sales, it was kind of like... um, I a little bit of eye openingness to me um because a lot of people see sales as like money 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 and uh at felt scenes I was able to understand that like it's not about like trying to get people to spend more it's about like help actually helping them find what they need for like you know they're buying jewelry because they care about someone and so being able to learn what the special occasion is and learn about them and their loved ones and being able to like help them in like such a special way um I think that kind of was the first experience I had with like using my career to help people and I it sounds stupid to say that selling jewelry is helping people like I'm not changing the world or whatever but it is like a big step for a lot of people to come in and ask like some of them have never been in a jewelry store before, and they're looking for an engagement ring, or they bring in like a great 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 grandma's ring that was passed down and they want it fixed up and so to be able to learn about like just people and their stories, I think that's where it kind of started, and then eventually going back for teaching um I think that I kind of figured out that I work well with youth. And also, um, I think that's a good place to start when you're like trying to help people. That was a really good answer. (laughs) It was a lot of stuttering and mumbling through an answer.
2: (laughs) Uh, I, I mean... Yeah. I mean, I never really thought about you. I mean, I knew you worked in sales, but I never knew you thought about it that way. Like, I mean, now me working in sales, it's a little different because I sell sunglasses and you sold jewelry, but I mean, it's really not all about the money, money, money. It's about listening to what the people need, you know, helping them with whatever that is and showing that you actually care to make repeat customers instead of high paying customers.
1: And I think that uh, a lot of businesses kind of give sales a bad rep because they're like, oh, if someone uh, says they want to buy this, they'll actually spend double. So show them something that's way more expensive or get them to open a credit card or do this or this or this. And I think that when you realize like you're not selling to a pocketbook, you're selling to a person with family and feelings and, Um, It makes it a lot different. And so, I don't know. If I had to give a plug for like sales, that would be it because people always think that it's that like salespeople are like trying to hustle you and some of us are good people. Yeah. (laughs) Not to say that there aren't like sketchy salespeople out there because there definitely is, but. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Man, now Feldstein's going to have to pay me for the advertisement. (laughs) Feldstein Jewelers. In Marinette in Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for asking those tough questions. I wasn't expected, expecting them or prepared, but great. Um, well, Luke, thank you so much for meeting with me. And um, did, you didn't work today? Or nope. You didn't work today? Good. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day off to chat with me. Yeah, it's not-
0: just want to give one more big thank you to my brother luke luke thank you so much for um Talking with me, and also thank you for texting me multiple times, reminding me that we recorded this in August and it still isn't published. Um, thank you for your patience. Here it is. Yay, finally. Um, also, thank you, of course, to the listeners. You guys are what keeps the podcast going. And if you're interested in supporting me on Patreon, it is www.patreon.com Princess Power. I have really cool princess swag. Or if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast or you know someone who you think would be a fantastic guest to have, um, you can send me an email at uh, princesspowerpodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear from you guys. So I hope you have a great day, week, month. Who knows when I'll see you again, but it will be sometime. And Until then, I hope you just are living your best life. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.